If my husband were to ever have cheated, I don't think I would have left. What's up, everybody? My name is Mel, and welcome to Rejection is a Bitch podcast episode nine. And we got an amazing topic for you guys today. But before we begin, be sure to hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button if you're new to the channel. Hit me in the comment section because I want to hear from you. If you watch this on YouTube or any other platform, I want to hear from you. I want to hear what you think about this topic. I'm a master life and relationship coach, and I partner with divorcees that are facing rejection. And I help them discover true acceptance from within. This is not just me trying to dictate a conversation. I want to hear from you guys. But let's get right into it. Judge Lynn Toler. I don't know if you guys heard of her. She's a famous court TV judge. Um, she's amazing when it comes to relationship coaching and relationship topics. Uh, she is one of my favorite people, one of my go-to people. Actually, when I went through my divorce, she was one of the people I watched religiously almost, you know, <laughs> I had to make her content my own, you know, and it really helped me through a lot of things, but she went on someone else's podcast and had a conversation. Let's take a listen to what she said. If my husband were to ever have cheated, I don't think I would have left. We would have we would have had issues. We would have gone to a counselor, but I can't let. Now, if he's just a repeater, just a traveler, he's just screwing everything that <laughs> happens to walk by, right. he got to go bye-bye. Right. <laughs> but he makes a mistake. I, I would hope that I was woman enough to weigh it. Not say it's okay, but get through it. When the situation is reversed, y'all never get over it. Oh, yeah. I can. So, I, I, but that's just how y'all are. But mm -hmm. I, y'all... You know, y'all never get over it, and I know that. So I don't do nothing. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't care how fine you are or whatever, and I'm away from him for months. I got something so good. Ain't no sex. I don't care how you can rock it. Now, if you guys don't know, uh, Judge Lynn posting this during her grieving time. Uh, her husband actually just passed, and she had a caption. I want to highlight this particular part. She says, I was unaware then of what I would soon lose. You never know, you know? All the dumb stuff I worried about between then and now, what a waste. But I got good words and great memories. Y'all be cool and kind, and it could be cold out here unexpectedly. Don't waste time on foolishness. Now, I say she posted this during her grieving time. That, that's very emphatic, if you ask me. Because she posted this saying that she wouldn't cheat if her husband would have cheated by then, you know, at the time she recorded this, she didn't know he was going to pass. But she still posted it, guys. That means she still believes this. But let's get into this, guys, because I deal with rejection, right? I'm the rejection coach, so to speak. And one of the ways that people feel rejected often is through cheating. The spouse makes them feel valueless and, and powerlessness. You feel that sense of, I have no control over what happens with my heart based on what this person has done to it. I'm going to get into my personal beliefs on this here in a moment, but let's have an actual conversation here, guys. How about that? Let's answer two main questions. The first question I want to ask is, what is cheating? What actually is cheating? So let's have a clear basis of a definition. Let's let's talk about this. and You guys can let me know in the comment section what you believe about it. Based on my research of several different definitions, this is something I believe that we I've landed on as the true definition of cheating. It's sexual or emotional activity outside of agreed upon relationship boundaries sexual or emotional activity outside of agreed upon relationship boundaries i saw an article and they spoke with a couple's therapist by the name of luann oliver 
And she had a couple different examples of what cheating can be. Uh, cheating can be a one-night stand, compulsive sexual behavior, emotional infidelity, having a strong desire for someone, a particular person, coveting. And she said it even can be an online flirtation or sexting. In most cases, you know, sex is involved, but it's not necessary. I saw a survey that was taken in 2021 by the health testing centers that says a little over 46% of respondents in a monogamous relationship said they had affairs. 46%. I had to guess it's a little bit higher than that, but you know, <laughs> that's what they came up with, you know. And that's all the people, that's people who told the truth. Just joking. Why does cheating hurt so much? That's a good question, guys, right? Why does cheating hurt so much? You ever thought about that? If you had a guess, you know, before we get into it fully, if you're watching this, hit in the comment section, why do you believe cheating hurts so much? And logically, we all don't need to necessarily know why cheating hurts so much because we can feel it. If you have been cheated on, you know what that feels like. You know the pain that you receive. You know the agony, the lonely nights, the, the thinking about what that person did and did, did it to you the same day. You know, you have those thoughts. But I did read an article on Psychology Today that, that really paints the picture of why it hurts for us so much. And what they said in the article is that the absolute worst form of cheating is typically those that involves many meetups. You know, the the taking the, the woman or the man out, you know, going on adventures together and, and doing things that you would normally do in a monogamous couple. Yes, the sex is included in that, but it's the relationship aspect. It's the things that you should have done with me that hurts a little bit more than just the physical aspect of sex. Because kind of like what Judge Lynn was saying, if it's just a mistake, if it's just a moment in time, you know, it's easier to get over and to, to understand, man, you just had a bad moment. But when you are really taking this person out on dates, you person, you meeting this person's kids and meeting their mama and going to their church, you, you really have a relationship. You know, this is, <laughs> this is something deeper than just a moment. It feels like you have a betrayal of trust. It feels like your rights have been taken away, so to speak. You made a commitment with this person you you've talked to this person you both have established what this relationship would be it's not just that they are going outside of the commitment why aren't i grand enough to you for you to tell me if this is what you want why can't you establish that with me am i not owed that much respect am i not owed that have y'all ever heard this whole taking a break thing you got people out here that say that oh we was on a break but funny thing the other person didn't know <laughs> they never told the other person we on a break. You know, maybe had a bad argument and you blocked them. You know, and you assume that hey, I can do what I want to do now. But no, the communication aspect is the main thing that a lot of people are saying. This is why this hurts so much. This is why cheating is so excruciating because you told me that we were monogamous. You told me that you would be faithful to me. You told me that I was your only one. Based on the expectation of what you told me, this is why this hurts so bad. It's essentially that you were replaced. The things that were supposed to be exclusive to you or for you have now been replaced by someone that could be deemed greater than you. Yeah, that hurts. That's a painful reality that this person has something of value enough for you to do this outside of me. It's hard to realize that even if, you know, you got this 80-20 rule out here and even if you are giving that person 80 percent, they're giving 20 it's still hard to realize or to come to the realization that 
This person has 20%. This person makes my spouse feel complete. That's a hard realization. It does bring a lot of pain. So I just want to say to anyone that's experiencing that or have experienced that, it makes complete sense. Who wouldn't feel that way if both you and your spouse have established that this is who we are. This is what we're going to be. We're exclusive. And then they go outside of that. It does feel like a shot in the heart. And you have every right to feel that pain. On Judge Lynn's post, I commented on it, guys. I had to get my opinion because I actually can relate to her story. I can relate to her post. I can relate to her mindset. And I actually want to give a trigger warning because apparently what I have to say here triggered a lot of people. So I hope it don't trigger you. But let's take a look at what I had to say. My wife has a similar mindset. I'm grateful for a woman that sees my hypothetical mistakes as part of my personal development and not a direct action against her. And this is true, ladies and gentlemen. Me and my wife, uh, during our dating time, uh, we had a couple harsh conversations, a couple tough conversations, conversations that if it didn't go well, we more than likely would go apart, you know. And I'm going to be honest with you guys, coming out of my previous marriage, I said to myself, there are certain things I'm not going to do going into the next relationship. One of those things is not be transparent about who I am as a man and as a man of God and as a, a person that's developing in my areas of faith, the things I know that are inherent in me that my nature wants to do, I need to be upfront about that and be honest about it so that we can establish what this thing really is. A marriage or a relationship in general is, is all about two individual flawed people. Two individual flawed people that are trying to get this thing right, especially if you're a Christian. You have standards based on the word of God. However, we fall short of the glory Hopefully you don't stumble going forward, but we all fall short. We all have things about us that are not quite up to par. Perfection should be the goal, but of course, we're not getting we're not there yet. The point is I need to be upfront with my then girlfriend and now my wife to let her know this is who I am. This is what I've been. This is what I'm working on. Can you handle that? So from that she assured me that she sees my hypothetical mistakes as part of my personal development in between me and Christ. So it's up to me at that point to realize what things are good for me and my relationship with Christ, what things will turn around and turn hurt her. So it's up to me to make those decisions. I'm grateful for a woman that allows me to figure those things out for myself. Apparently, ladies and gentlemen, this is so difficult for people to understand. There's a lot of women out here that took that comment hard and they took it to heart. And it, it triggers some things because, let's be honest, like we talked about in this conversation, like cheating hurts. And it's a lot of women in the comment section that went after Judge Lynn, you know, told, telling her they love her, but you're wrong on this one. But they really came after me, you know, and I had a lot of conversations with them, but I'm not going to go over all of them. I just want to point out one just to make this point. So I had this long conversation with this lady, and I understand that, you know, it's a lot of, sounds like it's a lot of pain in the conversation she was having, and, I, and I'm empathizing with her. But I want to talk about one comment she made. We're going to call her S. I don't know how to say her name, but we're just going to call her S. Look at what she said here. She said, the issue here is we are all getting closer to our graves every day. So I nursed the wound of loneliness once or twice a month. If or when I get married, there'll be something else to nurse. So I don't mind being single because it doesn't matter. What matters is what I am called to today. And I responded to her, this, like I said, it's after a long conversation, but I said, I see. At the end of the day, this is a results conversation. A tree is known by its fruit. My question to every woman is, 
If your goal is to be married to a man of value, how is your current thoughts on marriage getting you closer to your goal? I'm not recommending my wife's method for anyone, but I will say that I am a man of value. We were married within a year of knowing each other. That's her fruit. Like I said, this is a conversation I had with this lady, but there was many conversations I had with many women. And pretty much they were all on the standpoint of, if I have to accept a man that's willing to cheat on me, I'd rather be single for the rest of my life. First off, I've never said that my wife has accepted me to cheat. Judge Lynn never said she has accepted her husband to cheat. The point of the matter is being married for life. <laughs> That's the point. The point is you made vows. The vow said to death do us part. And I understand this is, is the, there's a willingness to want to compare men to women at all times. We do know biology speaks louder than any other voice we have in this world. Biology tells us that there is a difference between the biology of a man and the biology of a woman, the nature of man and the nature of a woman. So based on that, you can argue with biology all you want. A lot of women want to compare. If a woman cheats, then a man should be able to take it as well. Judge Lynn said clearly, she already know that men can't take it. And it's true because at the end of the day, the way we value sex is so much different. That is crystal clear. It should be crystal clear to anyone. So that's a lot of the comparisons I received throughout this. However, there are things a woman can do to a man that a man should come back and forgive in the same vein that a woman possibly should forgive for a man cheating. It is your choice, but it shouldn't be out of the question. It shouldn't be out of the question for a woman to see a man make a mistake, a mistake that is not perpetual decisions, but a mistake. And understand my marriage is more worthy to keep fighting for and to keep pushing forward than to give up on it based on a moment. And that's the thing. Do you value marriage? So a lot of people are going to marriage one foot in from the beginning, looking for that out. The marriage vows are not taken seriously. Let's be honest. The marriage vows are just a, a formality when it comes to the actual ceremony. You know, the premarital counseling that you may do, that's just a formality to get your uh, discount on your uh, wedding certificate. There's nothing of value being placed on marriage. You end this thing for the long haul. And I'm saying this as a divorced man, but I'm saying this from a standpoint of what I've learned and the mistakes that I've made, understanding that, man, I did not place the correct value on my marriage. Forgiveness should be the essential piece to having a fulfilled marriage. That loneliness aspect really hit me when she said, I nurse with the wound of loneliness once or twice a month. I have to be honest, I think it's once or twice a week. But there's a lot of lonely women out there, a lot of lonely people out there that's operating in fear. And with that fear, it creates a wall that you put up. You create this wall that looks so strong, looks so prominent, looks like no one can get past it. And it's true, no one can get past it. That wall that you created is, is really a wall of, of, of strength. You know, you created this strong mentality, this strong dynamic about you that really is a facade. It's not true strength. It's really an indictment about you. It's a, it's a punishment. It's really all you have at this point. You have ran away from so many relationships. With every relationship that ends, you put another layer of bricks on top of that, and you wonder why you can't find a fulfilled relationship. You're too closed off. You're building so many layers that you actually are building a prison for yourself. 
you can't show up for the world because you are blocked off. I want to be real with you here because this is this was real for me. Infidelity has been a like a strong part of my life. From the things I saw in my childhood, the things I experienced in my first marriage, and the fear of being cheated on has always been a part of my life. I absolutely hate the thought of being cheated on. And I say this mantra all the time, but what you hate, we recreate. And oftentimes the atmosphere that I placed around cheating caused cheating to happen. If you're really that fearful of cheating, and that's something you actually having strenuous conversations about, you're going to end up like Keisha Cole. Your man going to say, well, I should have cheated. As much as you talk about cheating, I should have cheated. Fellas, as much as we talk about cheating, your girl should have cheated. You're going to end up like Keisha Cole. It's time to let it go. Let that pain of the previous situations go. Let that pain of what your mom and daddy did go. I know it's my story. Let it go so that you can grow. Let it go so you can really get the life that you want. What's blocking you is you. You are blocking you from getting to that point. If you're going into a relationship with the expectation that they will cheat, that this will go wrong, this will end bad, and you're going to continue to battle, to wrestle, to nurse that wound of loneliness. Marriage, relationships, dating, it's risk. It's risk involved. But you can handle it. You can handle it. If you need help processing this, if you need somebody that can really walk through this with you, if you need help from going from that loneliness to finding that fulfilled marriage, you want to see what that looks like for you, I want to be your coach. I've done it. I've gone from that loneliness. I know exactly what you feel right now. Five years of a marriage that was destroyed, three years of separation, many years of healing, getting to the point where I have recovered tremendously. If I can do it, I have no doubt that you can do it as well. Let's go. But I want to be your coach. I want to walk through this with you. Feel free to hit me up on my website, lifecoachingbymail.com. My email, mailcoaching at yahoo.com. And any platform you may be watching this on, feel free to hit me in the DM as well. I want to connect with you. Thank you so much for watching today, guys. See you next time. Let's grow. Peace. Let's go.